So we are moving into this season of Lent. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of stories. I think we undervalue stories, right? Like we could get as easy as, which do you prefer? Do you prefer when I bring out my, my music stand to read off of and read the scripture to you, or do you prefer when I tell you the story? Which do you prefer? Tell the story. Why? It's the same information, isn't it? It's the same words. But somehow there's a disconnect between just the words and the story. The story is something more than just the information. Information conveys facts to us. I could tell you, for example, that there likely was a man named Jesus who lived around the first millennium, whose followers started a church and proclaimed that he had been raised from the dead. Those are the facts. But a story conveys the truth. Information conveys facts. Story conveys truth, which requires some unpacking. Facts are those things that can be true, proven true or false. Okay? Facts are things that can be proven true or false. So, the screen is purplish. Right? Yes? We could find something that is purple and compare it to it, and either it is or it isn't. Truths are those convictions that give meaning to our life. Facts can be proven true or false. Truths are those things that give meaning to our life. Now, you might say, isn't that just convenient for people who believe in a God who cannot necessarily be proven by facts? So let's talk about something else. Again, screen's purple. Can prove it to you. My wife loves me, and I couldn't prove it to you. I could tell you things she does, but someone could have different motivations for those things. I could tell you things she says to me, but sometimes things she says to me are loving and kind, and sometimes we're married and you say other things to one another. So how do I prove that she loves me? How do you prove that you love your child, your pet, your neighbor? Can you? Is there a proof? All right, but which is more important, that that screen is purple or that my wife loves me? That my wife loves me. Facts can be proven true or false. Truths are these convictions that we have, and we all have them, that give meaning to our lives. And stories are the things that we use to convey truth. You cannot, you just can't convey truth through bare facts. It doesn't work. That's why there's a difference between reading the story at you and telling the story. Because somewhere in that telling, we find a truth that is more than just the words, more than just the facts on the page. And one of the things that we have to do is we have to realize that we are often a society that's obsessed with facts. Facts are good. Facts are important. But there's also a place for truths 
and the stories that tell these truths. One example. When I wake up, well, I know I'm going to be young. I'm going to be the man who wakes up next to you. And when I go out, yeah, I know I'm going to be young. I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. Right? What facts did you learn about that beer? But I bet you you watched that and you felt some kind of way, didn't you? Like advertisers get this. They don't need to sell you on the facts very often. They need to get you to feel some kind of way. And they do that by telling a story. I could tell you about carbon dating and the age of the universe, about the Big Bang and how everything came into being or not, out of nothing. Or we could think about a tribe of nomads sitting around a campfire and a child asks, Daddy, where did we come from? He says, well, you see, in the beginning, when God began to create, there was nothing, nothing at all. And God's Spirit hovered over the waters. And God spoke and God said, light! And all of a sudden there was light! One gets you to feel some kind of way. It's the story of Scripture. One is absolutely true, and the other is absolutely true as well. Both the facts and the truth. And we approach Scripture sometimes looking for the facts. And what Scripture wants to tell us are the truths about who God is and who we are in relationship to God. That's what Scripture wants us to get. Who are, is God and who are we in relationship to God? And so again, a daughter turns and says to her father, 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 where did we even come from? And he says, Child, let me tell you the story of Father Abraham and Mother Sarah. And how they lived to be 90 and they had no children. And they said, God, my heart yearns for a child. And God heard their yearning. And so we get a story of Abraham and Sarah and their children. Passed down as stories of God's works and God's people. These are what we're called to when we encounter Scripture, to encounter these stories of God's mighty works and God's relationship with the people, with us. So over the next six weeks, we're going to unpack this story a little bit. We're going to talk about this story that, for many of us, our parents handed on to us, our grandparents, our Sunday school teachers, and that we are called to hand on 
to children and grandchildren, neighbors' children, not our children, community children, our neighbors, our coworkers. The story that gives our life shape and meaning is the story that we're going to be encountering. Again and again, we'll get pulled back to this question of facts and truth. Words on a page versus words that come alive with meaning. And we're reminded that our life only has meaning insofar as it is seen through the lens of this story of God and us of the one who calls us, who raised Jesus from the dead, and also calls us to new life. This is our story. And together, for the next six weeks, we're going to relearn the power of how to tell this story that we love so much. I invite you this week to think about the people who told you the story pastors and Sunday school teachers, parents and aunts and uncles. One of mine is a man named Mike. Mike was an elder at one of the churches I belonged to, uh, an elder not in an elected position, but one of those people that we all turn to for wisdom in our congregation. Had no children in the congregation himself, but adopted those of us who were in that age where we liked to push the boundaries a little bit and would pull us aside and share wisdom with us. Mike is one of the people who taught me what love and acceptance looks like as he shared the story with me. I bet you you have those people too. I'd invite you this week to remember the people who shared the story with you, to give thanks for them as we remember and continue to tell this story that we love.